Hello and welcome to Career Combos. I'm excited to start season two of this podcast. I'm your host, Alvaro Cárdenas. Um, and this semester, I'm going to be speaking with people in job titles that you may be pursuing or may be interested uh, to learn more about. Today, you'll be hearing from Mandeep Chabra, a fellow Tiger who graduated with a bachelor's degree in economics and finance. Mandeep now works for Clorox as a staff analyst. And I really think that there are some good nuggets of information to come from this lesson. So thank you and enjoy. First of all, I wanted to thank you for doing this because I know everybody's really busy right now. Yeah, no, of course. Um, anything for, for I don't know, UOP, that was such a great experience for me. I had a lot of help getting out of there. So anything I could do to repay it back, I'm more than, more than happy to. Yeah, appreciate that. Um, so, I mean, uh, like you said, um, I know that you were like a, a UOP graduate and everything, but I just wanted to know, like, what were some of the things that you felt actually prepared you for, like, you know, where you are right now? Because I feel like a lot of students are, like, doing, you know, different clubs and different um, things at school. But, you know, like, what did you feel, like, really helped you? Yeah, so... Um I would say the two biggest things that probably um, I see right now paying off for me in my work life. Um, one was um, specifically in the business school was FIS, Student Investment Fund. Um, I think that experience really helped shape um, my professional career and just like academic career as well. Um, specifically, it's just it's the first time I felt like I saw my academic um, theoretical knowledge being applied in real life right. um, and that's essentially when you get out of school if you have all the theory you know you learn your finance you learn your accounting what have you but once you get out to the real world it's not you know questions and equations anymore it's like yeah. actual um, real life stuff and that was like the biggest shock for me starting work was like whoa I'm not doing anything like homework or anything I learned in class it was completely different ball game um but FIS getting the first glimpse of that because you know I was a finance person I was taking finance classes but to see it in real life and actually start investing money and seeing how that process works you know there's some things I learned in class that I didn't do in FIS because I learned that you're not supposed to go by the books all the time you should trust your intuition trust mm. you know all that type of stuff so I think that helped me in the first aspect of getting out of college was just seeing that difference between school and real life. Um, and then I think the second type of experience that really helped was um, leadership experiences in my fraternity. So I was in both Sigma Chi and DSP. Um, and I served in leadership positions for both of us. Um, and then that helped me specifically in just confidence. Um, yeah. Like developing a sense of confidence, developing a sense that I can be a leader, I can influence people, I can inspire people, um, building those skills. Now that I'm in uh, the workforce, those are the skills that are being noticed a lot more than my technical skills. Like my boss is like, wow, you can do the work, but you're able to communicate, you're able to inspire your team, you're a team person. Um, So I think that was also highly beneficial apart from the technical skill. Yeah, I think that's... Now, I think it's funny that you mentioned that because recently I was reading an article where it was telling... It was talking about how students are so focused on trying to gain leadership experience that they forget the other part, which is being able to take directions from higher, 
you know, management. Mm-hmm. You know, and I, f- I feel like, no. yeah, the, and do you feel like, um, did that make sense? The, That's a really good way to put it. I like that. Um, you know, and then I was also looking a little bit of, about what you do. And, you know, I think I, I, something that I try to do is um, try to give students like an idea of what your day would look like in your position. Because, you know, um, we can read, you know, job titles. But to be completely honest, you know, it could be completely different in your head than when it is in real life. So I don't know if you can maybe just walk me through a little bit of what you do in like a normal day. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, so, I, mean, I guess I'm talking my role a little bit. So, on paper, um, I'm a staff analyst, and I'm working in two specific functions. Um, one is being product costing, um, and the other, actually, I haven't updated my LinkedIn. I've actually been moved around. So, um, my, the other part of my job is on um, mostly rate variances and figuring out whether or not our rates have changed. Um, so, a typical day looks like um, so I will preface this by saying I've also been working for Comey um, since I started work. So that's an added caveat that for the first time in, in our company's career, we have new employees that have never been into the office. Mm. Um, so that's one, I would say, remark I would make. So my typical day probably will not look the same um, in the next few months. Right. But in general, um, it starts off um, the first, so the first thing I would say that's different between what most people realize is that you aren't really given a specific schedule. You're kind of in charge of your own schedule. Um, you have a lot of flexibility as to when you do things, how you do things. But the one thing that's common between, I think, all jobs, especially in business and finances, um, there's a difference between meetings and there's a difference between working. Um, so typically my day starts off with um, usually like 30 minutes to an hour of meetings with my team check-ins for the day, just kind of like, what's our game plan? What are we going to do for the day? Uh, do we have any issues? Um, X, Y, or Z. So, you know, the first hour to two hours at work, you just kind of planning what you have to do for the day, having your meetings and whatnot. Um, and then after that, after I've kind of established the game plan, it's like, okay, you know, my team needs me to do this, or I need to do this. That's when the work actually starts. Um, so mm-hmm. after my meeting, I'll probably get a few hours of work in before um, lunch, I'll take my lunch break, and then um, the rest of the day probably entails more meetings um, as well. So I think that's the biggest difference I've realized, is that there's not a lot of time, there's a lot of time for work, but a lot of the time you're doing the work, and then a few hours later you're in a meeting explaining the work to your manager. Okay. Um, that's typically how my day works, is just starting with meetings, get some work done, finish off some other meetings. Um, so then, the last month I've just started work I have a lot of training 
and all of that, really. So mm. I'll have like two-hour classes on certain things um, three or four times a week. So I'm actually doing school again. I have online <laughs> classes. I have more learning and all of that. So um, it's not much different from school. It's just a little bit more formalized and streamlined, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I get it. Um, In that case, like, what would you say are some of the, like, most valuable skill sets that you bring to your team or, like, to your, you know, to your group in the workplace? Yeah, good, yeah, good question. Um, so I'll speak first to soft skills. Um, I think okay. one of the things that they've mentioned for me and I definitely echo is um, just the energy and passion. Um, mm. I'll be up that. I usually wake up at 6 a.m. to do a run in the morning, get a workout in and whatnot. Um, I'm a very energetic person, so we'll have a meeting at 7.30 or 8 a.m. Everyone's dead, just like needs coffee, and I pop in the call, and I'm smiling, high energy, happy, um, and they really enjoy that. They really uh, taken a liking to that, that um, I can show up at a meeting at 8 a.m. without having to drink coffee and just be engaged and energetic, and that rubs off on them, sets the tone for the day. Yeah, I really like um, that. Yeah, and then the other thing would be, so I am working in finance, but um, a lot of my role is now dependent on technology transformation. So um, I did a lot of data science in college. I did a lot of technology. Technology is like my passion in life. Um, so a lot of my jobs would be taking everyone else's job easier. Um, so I'm like automating Excel sheets, doing mm. a lot of automation just to make people's lives easier. Um, and that's something that has been a huge skill set. Um, and I think it's what landed me the job at Clorox. The reason why they really perceive me, push for me, and want to keep me here um, is just I am a business person, but I have an engineer mind. And so I'm doing the reason why the team loves me is oh, there's a project that takes me three hours to do at the end of the month. Mandy wrote a code for me, now it takes me 10 minutes. Mm. Um, so like, stuff like that is really, really, really powerful. The energy from the soft skill side. And then my non-traditional skill set. So me being a business finance major, I've taken a lot of classes in neuroscience, behavior, coding. Um, so I have a lot of, like, I have a wide domain of knowledge to kind of share my experiences from. Yeah, I think that a lot of students forget that piece about, like, being able to express your passion, that it's okay to, like, let other people know, and then that that will go hand-in-hand hand into whatever you pretty much do. Um, you know, because if they see that you're passionate about it, then they know that you're going to wake up in the morning and be happy doing what you're going to do or loving doing what you're doing. So I think that that was really nice. Um, yeah, no, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Passion is a, it's something my manager told me this. She's like, she wants two things from her employees. One is a willing to learn and an eagerness to learn. And the other is just to be happy that you're here. Yeah. If you have those two, then you can be a successful employee in corporate America. Yeah, definitely. Now, that leads me a little bit to my next question, which is, um, I guess you could say a little bit more of a loose question, which is, what are some things that y you like about work and what are some things that you don't like about work? Or like one thing and one thing that you like and don't like? Yeah, sure. Um, I'll start with, um, let's see, I'll start with dislike. Um, so... I think one thing so far that I dislike, even though I have a lot of things that I dislike, I'm going to be honest with you there, I really <laughs> like the job that I'm at, the current role that I'm at, um, but it's 
Um, I guess I'm being slowed down. Um, so I'm a mm. very you know high achiever, high performer. I want to do things, do things, do things. Right. I'm okay to work 70, 80 hours a week. Like I want to work 70, 80 hours a week. Mm. Um, and surprisingly, at Clorox, um, they've been kind of tempering that, saying, "Hey, we don't want you to burn out. We want you to save your energy and just like enjoy life here, young." Yeah. Um, and I, I say I dislike it, but it's genuinely good for me that um, they're looking out for me, realizing it's the trajectory I'm going and kind of trying to teach me that, you know, it's about the marathon, it's not about the sprint. Um, and so that's, I would say, my dislike. And it is a dislike, but I genuinely think it's well needed and well thought yeah. out. Um, and in terms of like, I think the biggest thing that I've been enjoying is the impact that we're having on the world and I can see it. Mm. Um, so Hawks as a company where our motto is do the right thing. So we, we don't care about profits. We don't care about anything like that. We are here to make the world cleaner, make people happy and just make sure we're doing the right thing essentially. Um, so I'm seeing a lot of that in the news. Like one of the guys, I was on LinkedIn a few weeks ago um, and there's an article saying how we're donating 6,000 liters of bleach to Egypt every week for their wow. elderly centers, for their hospitals and all that. Yeah. Um, other things like, you know, you can't find four ox wipes or bleach at Target or Walmart anymore. Yeah. Well, the rationale behind that is we've shifted our supply chain and we're only sending, you know, our cleaning sanitation stuff to where COVID is being impacted. We don't, like, we're like, we see the world is in pain and struggle right now. We're going to try to do our best to alleviate it. Um, and not even apart from COVID, like during this, um, I guess, Black Lives Matter movement, it's just this politically tense climate. Um, I keep repeatedly seeing Clorox you know, making donations, trying to be a leader in, you know, inclusion and diversity. That's something we, we're doing here. Like I have a few classes every month on inclusion and diversity, just how mm. to be a, you know, open-minded person and all that. And they're really pumping in resources for that. Um, so I think the most, the best thing I like about it is I'm working at this huge billion dollar company, but they genuinely, it, to me, it seems that like we genuinely care about the world and we're genuinely trying to make a positive impact. Um, and that's what it makes me happy. Anytime I leave work, I'm like, okay, I made an impact on the world today. I might have a hand in saving someone's life. Like, that's yeah. something that's super, super powerful. It's really, yeah, especially when you're seeing it happen. I think that's really, really, yeah. Yeah. I, I can definitely see what you're talking about. Because I think on the first thing that you were talking about, um, I think it's more of just being self-aware. Not necessarily that there's going to be dislikes in the workforce, but just understanding or being self-aware of what you don't you know, necessarily like. I think that's really important, too, because sometimes students just kind of do things just to do them. And then they don't really, um, you know, like self-analyze themselves. So I think that was really um, I like really valuable that I think students will get a lot of from from you today. And also the fact that when you do a certain job or you do or you work for a certain company, that you're also not just working for them, but you're making an impact and you can also see it. That's like extremely, really, really powerful. Yeah, no, most definitely. I definitely um, now that I'm out of college, um, I think I had a shift in just the way I perceive kind of work. Um, it shifted from, OK, I want to work at one of the best companies in the world, be flown around the world, just pay a lot of money. Um, and that shifted to, well, why not be happy now, make a little bit less money, but 
I can go to sleep at night knowing I'm doing something positive. Um, I think that was a big switch that I had at some point during college where I was like, I don't want to do the typical route. You know, you're a business major. I was a finance major. Most people yeah. want to get into investment banking and do all that. Um, I definitely had that urge to do so, but I have to sit down and self-analyze and say, why do I want to be an investment banker? Well, you know, making two hundred thousand dollars right out of college kind of sounds fun. Um, yeah. But I realized it was more money money motivated and not happiness motivated. And having that switch, I think, really has um, allowed me to be in the position I am right now and just loving it and thriving. Yeah, I I definitely can see, and I, I agree with you. And I hope that once I get into the position, I take the same steps. Yeah. Um, yeah, I know yeah that was, it's hard, but yeah. still do it. <laughs> <laughs> um, another thing I like, I mean, one of the last things that I'm going to ask you here is just um, when you're not at work, since we've been talking about um, work all day or uh, throughout this whole um, talk, I mean, what is something that you like to do that's, you know, something that you like to do to get kind of like your, like a stress reliever, I guess, once you're out of work and once you have some time for yourself? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, so as much as I do work, um, I think the, my ability to do work effectively and efficiently and highly productive is due to all the time outside of work that I'm spending prioritizing like my health and happiness and all that. So what I mean by that is, you know, some days I'll have to work 11, 12 hours a day, um, and that's sucked up a lot of time. But in order to work those 12 hours effectively, I need to make sure before and after work I'm doing the right things. Um, so, all of my free time is just really dedicated on um, my health um, and um, my family and friends to kind of you know, enjoy life. So, a typical day yeah. for me is before work, as I said before, is I'll get up, run a few miles, um, do some yoga, um, meditate, read, all before work. I have to work out, I have to wake up a few hours before work so I can just set myself up to be like the best version of myself at work. Um, and then immediately after work, it, all of my stuff gets turned off, my laptop gets turned off, everything gets turned off, and then I it's like the recovery mode, which is, mm. you know, I'll get a workout in, eat some food, and then the rest of the day is just whatever I'm feeling, however I need, whatever I need to do to get my mind off work and just start recovering and, you know, replenishing the energy that I lost, that's what it is. Um, and then on the weekends is my, you know, big... Uh, I try to get away, I try to do, I'm, I'm very into like hiking and rock climbing, scuba diving and all of that. Oh, nice. So at least once on the weekend, I try to, you know, clear my mind. It's one of my favorite things to do is I've been working throughout a 70 hour week. Um, and then Saturday, come Saturday, I'm either in the water scuba diving somewhere and it just feels completely, like I don't think about where it will be. Um, awesome. Hiking or rock climbing, doing something just to get me out of. I physically have to move out of, on the weekends. I have to get out of the city, get out of where I'm living. Just kind of show my body and show my mind that, you know, it's like you're breaking up the monotonous rhythm of life. Right, I think yeah. that's the one thing I've learned is like, you can you should be in a rhythm, but you should be able to learn when you can turn off the rhythm and still get into the rhythm the next day. So Saturday and Sundays are when I get off my rhythm and you know, I'm just enjoying life. I'm a 22-year-old kid. We see we were supposed to work hard, but we know we're still young trying to enjoy life. <laughs> Um, but just try, just, just know that you have to get back into rhythm on Monday and rinse and repeat all over again. Nice, yeah. And I mean, like, all of those things are super important to just kind of, like, just realize that it's it's not necessary. It is, um, work is obviously something that's, it's, it's something that you're going to be always passionate about. It's something that, you know, hopefully that you love. 
but it's always nice to dewind but also let your body know like hey like this is time for me and you know like myself and then whatever that is with you with scuba diving and then with running like that's really important to understand too at a young age especially yeah and no, i most definitely um and then i have to ask like what's your fastest mile time <laughs> <laughs> well so um i actually have a torn acl um, that I, I saw my acl two months ago oh no so i've been recovering from that i haven't had surgery yet but i'm starting to run again um Gosh, my fastest mile time in high school when I was an athlete. I think I got sub six a few times, so I could run under a six minute mile. Now it's like, shoot, hey. I, I couldn't even tell you. Yeah, <laughs> 20 ACL is bad right now. I barely run like a mile, two miles before my knee starts hurting. So, no, I definitely right now, get it. I'm just running to get the blood flowing. <laughs> running through injuries is, is, first of all, it's really brave of you. <laughs> but um, the, the road to recovery is. It's definitely a slow one, but um, it's it's always good when you come out of it, man. Yeah, and no, I'm definitely, I've definitely been humbled. Like, I'm touring, doing my ACL 21, I was like, okay, I should start taking care of my body a little bit more. I don't <laughs> want to be an old man by 30 and, like, not be able to walk upstairs. So, yeah, yeah it's definitely going to be a long road to recovery, but I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, so, man, do you, I mean, again, I want to thank you so much for your time. Um, I'll definitely... Uh, you know, keep in contact with you. And again, I, I think we really, or I at least got some really valuable things out of this and um, hopefully we can stay in contact. Um, yeah, but thank you again. You know, most definitely, yeah, feel free um, to reach out and, you know, any any way, shape or form, I'm always here to help. Um, I, I try to tell people, like, I'm in a position I am now not because of me, because of the village that raised me and yop is part of the village that raised me so Definitely. anything i can do to give back to the village to help people get to where i am or not even get to where i am inspire them maybe take away some tidbits that work for me um yeah i'm more than happy but yeah feel free to reach out anytime you have my number um yeah it was great talking to you man of course yeah so i'll keep in contact with you and then i'll, I'll virtually give you a handshake <laughs> my friend <laughs> yeah there you go virtually <laughs> handshaking you back <laughs> all right brother